So this year, it's all a booster fund, right? And you know how much of a feels bad it is to open – when you buy your collector booster and you open just that sweet, full art, expanded art mythic. But it's a bad mythic, right? You you want it, You wanted the stash. You want something good, right? Exactly. So, so what if instead of opening a bad mythic, you opened an upshifted okay rare? Does it still have the orange symbol? If it doesn't have the orange symbol – no, no, no. It has the orange symbol. So they think it's a mythic, but really it's a rare. Genius. They'll never see it coming. What is our Crew 3 podcast? Everyone's welcome. As always, are my co hosts, Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hello. Hey, hey. Why? I it was it was hard to think about what to make fun of this week. The command zone being half being opened and half of it turned into a free play area, or the we're going to see if anyone notices that we upshifted a rare to mythic, but just because it's extended art. If I had the camera equipment that a certain previous company that employed one Ricky did, I I would have had a field day with shorts on youtube this week man i had a great one drawn up in my head about uh the the two people who are in the command zone that paid 350 dollars, you know and what those guys life choices were like to get them there so uh i I had some i had some stuff cooking up here it's actually kind of funny actually uh speaking of that i just know a ton of people i saw on twitter they were like yeah like i've got the 350 dollar badge but nobody else is in there and all my friends bought $160 badges. They're just like, I'm not going to be the guy who crosses the line. Right. right. We're not crossing the picket fence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, everybody yeah. else is just angrily staring at the empty chairs and tables. Like, right. even the people who are just like, I could go sit over there, but I, I better not. I, the real question is going to be, what have they learned? Will, will they have lessons? Will lessons have been learned for MagicCon Philadelphia in no, February? never. I mean, let's just say, if we had gotten the badges, we would have made a fort out of the empty chairs and partied in there and, and like, made a big old joke of it. You know what I'm saying? We would have got a ball pit. Bro, if we had bought the commander badges and and seen that wealth of chairs and tables, bro, we would have, like, four-stacked these chairs. We'd be sitting on thrones. Right. I was going to say, I don't know... I would have brought we've got to be top 10 MTG trolls as far as like productiveness, you know? Right. Like nobody's got a better bad batting average of trolling than we do, I don't think. I just, I think the big lesson, the lesson like from all of Magic's 30th anniversary. The lesson that should be learned. Right. Is just bully Wizards of the Coast, the corporate entity. Right. Don't bully the specific named employees of Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. Because that's mean, and they didn't ask for that. It's also nice that they include, but, you know, it is nice that they included packs of Magic 30th Anniversary Edition with your, like, $600 entry fee. Well, there were only 300 people who got that. Yeah. And apparently it's because that was the number of backpacks they could order. Well, you know, we're also too busy handing out those packs to influencers that are the only people that can legitimately afford them reasonably. Oh man. I want to be as cool as Hunter Pence. There was a, there was yeah. a pretty, uh, heated, uh, 
thing going on with uh, I remember about Kibler supporting about Kibler, Kibler being the advertising and for it, then, and then uh, Pleasant Kenobi like fighting back against him, not directly, of course. Yeah, but uh, it was uh, it was pretty excellent, you know. Yeah, I just want these people. I just want these people to put their money where their mouth is. If they're not willing to bet three to four times their annual. On, right, exactly. <laughs> on 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 their opinion, then what are they really saying? You know, right, exactly. Put your money where your mouth is, man. I just Magic Thirty. Could you imagine just being like, "Well, loot boxes exist, so Magic Thirty, it's a great loot product." Box the convention, like it's just like, hey, it's like loot boxes have made money in other games. Yeah. So yeah, Magic, our, and Magic our business, 30. our business is also built around loot boxes right. we are already. the loot boxes right we are the senate right yeah 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 I exactly just, i just can't believe just like you know what ea was right the whole time you know it is in fact in the game yeah so i just sometimes sometimes you know but anyways magic 30 has come and gone oh also one last magic 30 thing yeah did you guys get your advent did you guys get your advent calendars <laughs> i did I've paid for mine. I have paid for mine. Uh, they have my money, um, which was a mistake because now they now they know I have money, and I'm probably right. not going to get my product, <laughs> and I'm probably not going to get my product. But I am well, going to get about Chris, ten thousand marketing emails. I did. You are going to get an uncut full sheet of War of the Spark as an apology. Thank you. Thank I you. did panic because after finally waiting at work, I'm sitting at work doing my work stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slip away and just take a few minutes to buy this real quick, right? Yeah. And then it puts me in a 48-minute virtual line with, a little, yeah. with a little man at, walking. He's in the Raz line. Raz is running. Raz's legs are tired. And I'm just like, man, I if I worked at like a job that like so many normal people would work at, I couldn't just sit here and watch the man run for 46 minutes because it but, tells you. That once he makes it to the end, you have 10 minutes. You got 10 minutes. Get in, get out. And I panicked and I gave the shipping address as my work address. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was busy. I hope it gets there. I was busy. I made my purchase. And because I use PayPal, it actually undid all of the information that I had put in. So it reversed my shipping address to a place that I might not live at. Uh, yeah. and, and then my billing address is right. Cause you use PayPal, but it undid all of my information and just put in whatever well, PayPal to, used. So you need to email support now. Yeah. I mean, they have my money, so I don't know. You need to email support now. Um, but yeah. So allegedly I also have one and, uh, Hey, if you go check out the extra life page, you might see that at $1,500, we unlock a special additional giveaway. That is Maybe. so much money. How there's no way. I mean, come on. You think you think that all of our listeners are some gonna have pulled together for charity purposes? I just there's no way. I you mean know? you look, could buy I mean, six th- packs of fake magic cards for that amount of money. Look, all I'm saying is yeah. there's some other good stuff there that they could already also win. Wait, so wait, they can win prizes? Yeah, if you donate multiples of five dollars, uh we've got some unlockables going on. Uh-huh. For the extra life, so let me let me give a quick rundown of our extra life milestones here, real quick. Now, am I eligible to win uh, any of these prizes, Ruckman? Can I win the prizes myself? Uh, no, oh. but you will take part in some of the milestone incentives. Okay, you will take part. <laughs> Can you win the prizes? No, you are the prize. I am the prize. Yeah. I am the milestone. So, so all right. So already, right? Mm-hmm. 
you can win a collector pack, a standard legal collector pack of the winner's choice. Wow. How much does that cost? That's $50 uh, easily, right? uh, Well, a collector pack. Oh, you know. Well, no, how much do I have to donate to win that? Well, a donation of $5 gets you a ticket. No. Any multiples of $5 gets you a ticket in that giveaway. Gets me more tickets? In that giveaway. Yeah. Wow. At $100, Uh I also give away a Renin 6. I know, not a Pioneer cart, but Mm -hmm. a cart a lot of people like, and I have no use for. So. Why not here? <laughs> no use for it. an important caveat. And how much? How much do I have to donate to, to get that? Uh, Surely a hundred something dollars. Again, five dollars. No, a trophy. $5. A trophy of me almost making it uh, to to the end of the Pioneer RCQ. Yes, yes. and then I would like out this of my red house. Six. <laughs> this red This red and six. Uh, at two hundred dollars, we do a speed racer watch along slash commentary to be announced at a at, later date. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we, hey, look. We yep. still need to do cats. Right, right, right. For how many years ago do we Cat. promise to do cats? Uh, that was Extra Life last year. Oh, it was only so one we, year. We, we have until the Extra Life stream twos on next Saturday, uh-huh. the 12th, to get cats done. To make good on our contract. All right. Yes, yes. Or, or Joe Biden At, comes for us, huh? Or, yeah, yeah. or Dark Brandon comes Dark for Brandon. us. Oh, yeah. no, not <laughs> At $300, we add a sealed pack of Moonlit Basic Lands. I don't know what that is, but it sounds really cool. So in order to get those, you had to go to and win a Innistrad double feature release event. So I did that. <laughs> Nobody yeah. else in the world has done that. So they are fo- they're foil for Innistrad basics. They're etched with foil Innistrad etched foil. black and white basics with no colored border to indicate which they are. They look really yeah. cool. And they're really annoying. The yeah. Gabriel okay. Nassif raging at these. At $400, you unlock a Lay Miz sing along with me and Ricky. That's just going to be sweet. That's going to be great, right? Yeah. At $500, we do a standard legal, we, we add to the giveaway pile. So we're already giving away at this point the Moonlit Basics, the Red and Six, the Collector Pack. Now we're going to give away a standard legal draft box of the winner's choice. And a brand new car. New car. Then, you know what? That's, that's been our usual goal. That, like, $500 has kind of been our goal for a while now. So I thought, let's ratchet it up. At $650, you unlock the watch-along commentary that you will all vote on between Scamilton, Pinocchio 2022, or we found out the group that did Scamilton also did The Greatest Showman. That's the worst of the options. Do you think so? I don't know. I've I think seen Scamilton, and it's I was George Washington. I think Scamilton, is coming home. I tell you what, I uh, I think that's worth the price. I think each person should pay a hundred dollars to watch that. Yeah. Like that's going to be the best commentary. That's going to rival the the MST3K. I mean, we are some top tier yeah. memers on Scamilton. Okay. Yeah. Let's just yeah, yeah. let's just let's just go on the record right now and say that that's going to be worth the price of admission. At $800, I'm going to add to the giveaway a set of 2022 Pioneer Challenger decks. Ooh. At $1,000, we're going to do the Chris and Ricky Make Ruckman Play League stream. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow. Can we tell people the last time that you played League of Legends what happened? 
Yeah, go for it. Remind them this is th- we only got three games in. So at the third game, at the third game, Ooh, still playing uh, with bots. F this game was called and screamed into the microphone. Uh, the call was disconnected and the game was uninstalled by one by one Zachary here, and the game was sworn off to be never played again as the worst game in the history of mankind, which he's not wrong on. But it was it was a top tier rage. So uh, that man, wow. All we I can say is, well. spots. yeah. Uh, the, and then and the viewers vote on the role that you play, right? Sure. Yeah, viewers vote on the role that you want to see Ruckman play if we hit that goal. Uh, then at $1,500, mystery item to be added to the giveaway. Essentially, I'm saying mystery item because if I don't get the advent calendar, I don't want to say that's what it's going to be. Um, I'll figure out something else sweet to include if that, that we, if I don't get the advent calendar, but essentially, if we get it, that's what that's going to unlock. So, Incredible. if not, how many boxes of War of the Spark? And we'll all, see how many Mark Rosewater sends me. And all I have to donate to be part of this super sweet giveaway is a minimum of five dollars to have a chance of winning some of these prizes. A minimum of five dollars. Incredible. But if I donate more than that, if I donated say a hundred dollars to not evil corporation uh, Hasbro, but great charitable organization Extra Life. Then I can have more chances to win one of these. Yeah, then you get twenty entries. Wow, that's so many entries. And I'm also taking some time to figure out um, the like interaction of certain donations will do things to the stream as well. So I'm kind of working on that uh, to get ready. So I haven't I haven't locked those down yet, but there will be like if people donate in higher tiers besides just like the uh, M Bison popping up on the screen and shouting yes a bunch. Um, we'll also it'll do other things. Shredder too, noises so. potentially. Yeah, possibly shredder noises. Possibly shredder noises. Every time yeah. somebody donates $25, Chris will eat an Oreo. I don't know. I, I need to talk <laughs> to my local physician about that. <laughs> I eat a lot of Oreos, so I probably I probably Ask me could, exactly $25. You know? So like if, if you, yeah, if you donate $26, the other day, Chris, right? Or you straight up told me, hey, put the Oreos away. And I was just like, how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, of, of the three of us, who can eat the most? It depends on the day. Yeah. It depends on what we're eating. It, it depends, depends, on, it what depends eating. on the day. It depends on what we're eating. Because you guys know my answer. Uh, You? Yeah, my, my, answer, my answer is me. But it does depend. Okay. I did I did watch Ricky eat a lot more wings than I think I could ever feasibly eat in a yeah. sitting one time. So, like, wings, I think Ricky's got me. But there are certain yeah, Ricky, foods. Ricky knows I went to Applebee's and only got one round of unlimited wings. Yeah, that's not, that's that's not the Ricky. That's because you ordered the weird... Uh, what did you order that was super weird? I want to oh, say, like, the, it was, like... The Cheetos the, cheese screws? I was going to say it was, like, deep-fried Doritos or something. <laughs> it basically. was, like... It, it was mozzarella sticks, but it was with Doritos. Crushed Doritos. When it, or not Doritos. Crushed uh, crushed Cheetos. When it comes to chicken wings, Ricky turns his mindset into a grind set. And there is no... There's no stopping the man. Yeah. And, and well, wings, if you can get your... I mean... I just I don't I don't know if there's a more valuable food item food item watching, than the chicken wings. Watching Ricky math the how many wings do I need to eat to get value? Right, that's my number. I tell you what, well, I mean, like at, so accounting Pluckers, class came in handy at Pluckers, right? Yeah. Once you finish a ten, right, you can they'll give you ten more if you do the unlimited wings thing, right? And you can take it to go box, right? So you you can't stop at like twenty two or twenty three, right? Right. If you, you if you make, make it to yeah, you gotta if you make it to like wing twenty three, you have to finish to thirty so that way you can get a fresh ten order to take home. 
or else how are you making your money back? I mean, like the wing economy it's, would be in shambles. Stopping and taking home the seven. It's all about it's all about coming up on the big corporations. How about the Benjamins? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you know, really think about it, bro. If I'm gonna look, it's like twenty eight dollars for all you can eat wings at Pluckers. Like, if I don't at least get less than a dollar a wing, right? Like at a dollar yeah. a wing, like where where do I where do I make my? Yeah, yeah I, I get it. You got to show big chicken wing. Yeah, you know. Uh, but like anything else, it's just sort of like bleh. I think uh, Domino's has just scarred me on pizza forever. It's like, Look, we got to do the like let's go to CC's. No, I and can't. Just count I the crusts. <laughs> and count the crusts. We'll take, take this middle school style. That's right. Oh my god. We're gonna eat the CC's brownies. No, oh man, there is the, no. There's no. <laughs> there's no. Nobody wins. You know what I'm saying? The That's feast of a hundred cinnamon rolls. Right. <laughs> well, there will be magic cards on this magic podcast, right? There will. They're coming up. They're, they're coming up right now. Cards. Listen, this was for the this was for the children. Okay, Ricky. Right. This is for this the kids. Actual factual for the children is for the children. That's right. That's right. That's, us. That's, right. That's what it says on our branding. <laughs> crew, th- crew three financial a place for your kids. <laughs> when, you, when you say it like that, I don't want to bring my kids here. You know, so I'm, I'm bringing the. I'm gonna remove from the wall the yeah. crew three snowboards playmat to bring okay. is my only playmat in Atlanta that I sneak on the Frontier Airlines flight. Right. Right. Good. 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 So, but also like, and I love our old playmat, but I I think we need to get a new slogan. Well, we'll increase the views, Ricky, okay? If you'll do this Twitch stream with me that I've been asking you about, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. We'll I'm increase on, our content. I'm already out there streaming, limited, streaming. Yeah, but what we, but what we do on. is podcast. What is this, what is this stream The same thing you I told you, Ruckman, you're in on it. You guys keep doing this thing where you're like, oh, wait, yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on? I'm like, it's the same idea I've been pitching for years where I'm like, it's all of us, but it's just whoever's available because I work a crazy schedule and we just go on Twitch and talk about stuff. There's too many people okay, playing sure. magic cards and, and who cares? Yeah. I could go play magic cards if I want to play magic cards. What the people want is they want us to talk about magic cards and share yeah, yeah. their complaints. They want to relate to us on a philosophical level. And that's what we is, bring to the people. We bring the common man's perspective out there to more, the public. We're more than just a pretty face. That's right. And, and a good and a <laughs> good right. card player. And a good time. That's exactly uh, right. We, we're the culture. Yeah. We represent yeah, the yeah, culture. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, we're the culture. Yeah, yeah. Listen, there's not enough opinions out there from overweight white men, okay? We need to really, <laughs> we need to really, we really need to push, we really need to push to the forefront and make our voices heard, okay? Oh, I can't, I'm not taking do the back seat anymore. Do not go into us being the minority, please. I, I was, I was not taking the back seat anymore. <laughs> I was more focused on the, uh, uh, competitive magic players who know what planeswalkers are. That's right, the mind. Right. Only twenty percent of magic players know what a planeswalker is. Listen, we that's can take, according to Mark Rosewater. We can take. We've been grinders before, right? And now we're just we're old and jaded. We can take that. Wrap hold it on, up. Don't hold tell on, hold on, hold grinder. on. Okay, well. We used to be grinders? Yes, I used to be. Listen, you okay, just because you've qualified for the last two pro tours, Ricky, Look, all right? Chris and I are married now. We yeah, can't get on grinder. Exactly. <laughs> we had to de- we had to delete our profiles, okay? <laughs> oh my gosh, but 
<laughs> the point is we take all that, we wrap it up into a humorous and easy to digest package and we deliver it to your front door. That's what we're all about. It's the Uber Eats package. Delivered. Not the back door. Once again, we're married now. The right. front door only with the lights on, okay? That's how we do it over here, all right? Sorry, children. With the lights on. And and look, even if you selected contactless delivery, I'm still going to hold the bag of the podcast, and I will hand you that bag directly. That's exactly right. And when I say – and when you say I ordered a contactless podcast, you go – I'm going to go, uh, here you go. You will acknowledge that $1 tip that you left me. And, and I'm going to make you right. look me in the eyes as I deliver as I deliver this package. You know, that's all I can say there. Gosh. Man, Brothers War spoilers, huh? Brothers, uh-huh. Well, hold on. We got we got some spicy Pioneer Top Ace to talk about real quick. Usually at this point in the season, I say, like, you know, these spoilers, these, these results don't matter. But there are a couple spicy lists here this week. Uh, most notably, if you go to the challenge of the 29th, uh, you go to fourth place here. And you see Seventh Prophet who said, you know, Mod is kind of cool. They're doing Karuga stuff. That's pretty neat. What if we did it in Pioneer? And we got fourth place Karuga Fires, baby. Karuga Fires is a, a move by Dalsim in Street Fighter 2. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yoga Flame, Karuga Fires. Yeah. Um, um, this deck plays 28 land. It does. Well, we got to cast that Karuga. <laughs> Can someone please tell me why? Because we're going to pitch them all to Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Oh, very fair. How many it's how you make your fables are there in Magic the Gathering? Uh, I can actually answer that. There's quite a few. I would have sworn to you up until this moment looking at this card, this card was a 5-3. I don't know why. Maybe because maybe Yorian's a 3-5. Maybe, yeah. I just this don't card's know a 5-4. Four, four toughness. Solid. I don't know why he's a Sage. I get the map. Do, do we know, have we confirmed the gender of Karuga? It's I think Sage is gender neutral. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Tusks, right? Yeah. Boy elephants have I think tusks. This deck is just Maybe. like, yeah, I could, I hey, could turns argument. out this deck is just built all around. Uh, oh, wait, it's not playing. It's playing Layla. Okay. This deck is just like, hey, free spells and fires is pretty good. Also, one mana Layla and a binding is pretty good. It's the only reason that, like, not the only reason, but it's one of the biggest reasons why, like, Enigmatic Fires is looks like a good deck right now. Temporary Lockdown is kind of hot. Temporary Lockdown is pretty good. Take that, Atarka Red. Take that, Sack. I'm on the agree trait. I think that my big problem is that obviously, like, Modern has more, like, cheaty ways to play things cheaper than, than three. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, obviously, yeah, like, they have all the free spells. Yeah, but. All the free spells. So, this deck is definitely not quite as, you know, not, not quite yeah. the power level that Modern has. But this is this looks fun to me. If you want to dust off your Fires deck, here you go. Yeah, for sure. I just am um, tired of seeing oh. Kenrith. Tired of seeing Kenra? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm haunted. Uh, hey, count another one for blue-white players. They did it. They, they got another win. The blue-white players? What? Blue-white players got a win on Saturday's challenge. What are you talking uh, about? Sun- what do you mean? First place of the 29th? That's Saturday. No, I, no, it's not. It's, um, so it says second place for blue-white, but that's because all these ranking numbers are based on their standings after Swiss and not the actual bracket for top eight. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Are you telling me a Phoenix player playing two Vance's blasting cannons and a burn down the house didn't win and you waited till now to tell me? No, they lost to blue eye control in the finals. Shredder noises. Get him get him ready. 
get, get them ready. Get them ready. My, yeah, my whole right. life has been a lie. I was like all excited. I was like, we got results, and P- Phoenix is back on top, baby. People are believing. They're playing weird cards in the sideboard. It's what I like to see. And then you just got to go ahead and just be like, no, nah, it was blue eye control the whole time. Yeah, it was blue control the whole time. Wizards just messed it up like they mess up everything, and they can't even pick who won. They did, yeah, that's exactly what happened. All right, break down this blue white control deck for me. I mean, it's blue white control. It's got shark typhoons, it's got detention spheres, it's got memory deluges, it's got behold the multiverse, two saw it coming, two march of the world light, two absorb, two doves veto, four sensor. Uh, the big, the good thing here is that it's not a Yorian pile. So I think we can all agree. I'm sorry, Ed. We're done with the Yorian piles. Yorian's yeah, banned sorry. now. I mean, like Fable's banned Yorian. You can't keep up with that value, right? We got Elspeth Sun's champion. I feel like it's been a while since I've seen that card. Yeah, I hope I hope they got their um, their advent calendar so they can get the the old border Elspeth. Right, and then of course you got the the classic one of Lyra, one of Baneslayer Angel. Yeah, yeah diversified those threats like and, the and the Star Hinds Unleashed. However, um, no Kahira. Nah. I we can't like, play these angels. But I mean, like, we're not main decking any creatures, right? No, I agree. Yeah. yeah. You can play. We can fit Kahira in here. Surely, like, w- just, like, one less Settle, one less Starnheim or something, and we can just play a Kahira? Yeah, it is free. So, that's my thought. Um, and then if we come to Sunday, though, we got two more Karuga Fires decks in the bottom four. Um, we got a blue-black control deck in bottom four. In finals, though, we had... Blue-black control versus Lotus Field. Talk about a finals and blue-black control taking it. I tell you what, I stand behind Ashiok Nightmare Muse is one of those criminally underplayed Planeswalkers and Pioneer. Ashiok Nightmare Muse makes the token that mills you, right? Yeah. And then it's minus three is recoil, right? Yep. That also exiles a card from library or from hand. Oh, so it exiles and it is carding, right? Yep. And then I don't even know what the ultimate is. I assume your opponent uh, you loses ca- all their You everything. may cast up to three face-up cards your opponent's own and from exile without paying their mana cost. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Because also the tokens don't mill the exile as well. Okay. Erebos' intervention. Yeah, we got Urtai Resurrected. You guys like Urtai? We love Urtai. I do like Urtai. I have that alt art Urtai. I opened it for my box. Search yeah, for his Kanta. That surveils now? Yeah. It does have surveil. Yeah. I'll have you know that I have four... Uh, enhanced surveillance and four thoughtbound phantasms that I bought in my last Card Kingdom order. Yeah, nice. Uh, I'm ready. I got the Chronic Flooding. Do you have your otherworldly gazes? I've got otherworldly gazes. I've got them foil actually, and I've got my Chronic Floodings. I've got foil Thassa's oracles. Uh, I'm I'm kind of close to just like, especially looking at all these Brothers War cards and and like Mono Green Karn, right? I'm getting close to throwing my hands up in the air and just playing some really bad mono blue combo deck. Yeah. So those are the challenges. Sorry, like, sorry, like, I mean, these decks are sweet, right? But I think we can all agree that right now, Brothers War looks like it's about to just mess everything up. Yeah. Yeah. In new, new format, who dis, you know? In probably the worst and best way. Yeah. Mainly, I hope it gets Karn banned. Yeah, um, there's cards that I'm really excited about, and a lot of cards that I'm like, well, until Karn goes away, and then a lot of cards that I'm like, mm, this should make Karn go away. Like, yeah, uh, I hope no one buys into Mono Green for the U.S. like for the regionals, and then hopes to play the deck after the event. Right. 
though maybe you should buy into mono green for the regionals and just know that you shouldn't play the deck after the event. Sell it as quick sell, as you can. Sell, sell out after win, you win your trophy. Go to drop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Win your trophy and then uh, and then sell the yeah. deck. So I mean, yeah, I, I, like not to say that we haven't had a lot of impact in the last several sets, but I mean, like looking at right now at the list of cards we have to talk about. Now, not all these are going to like truly break the game, right? But a lot of these cards. This set is stacked. There's a lot here. This set, there's so much. And so uh, we're going to do the first half of spoilers today, uh, per usual, and then we'll, we'll come back and do the cards we didn't talk about. This time, though, instead of scrolling day by day, I've nicely organized everything by color that we've had to talk about so far. So we're recording this on Tuesday the 1st, so that'll kind of give you an idea of the cards that have been spoiled up to this point. Uh, and we're going to start with white cards, go to blue, black. We're just going to go Wooburg order, and uh, yeah. So you guys ready just to dive in and talk about all of these spoilers? All right. First up, we have Siege Veterans. So remember when Dominaria came out and I said, like, oh, man, if only the soldier card cared about humans. Yeah. Well, it turns out all the soldiers were in this set. Right. This is the one. This is the one. So we get to start with Siege Veteran, two and a white for a 2-2. Two, two. Essentially, it's a Luminar Gasper. It's at the beginning of combat, your turn, putting one counter to a creature you control. And then whenever a non-token soldier you control dies, create a 1-1 colorless soldier to artifact creature token. So I don't quite know if this can replace anything um, in, like, the humans deck. Or, honestly, I mean, everything in the humans deck is kind of a soldier anyway. So the question is, is the one mana and one additional power toughness enough to replace Lumark Aspirant? With the also the ability that, like, hey, if your guy dies, it replaces itself. I think if it replaced itself, it would be good enough. Yeah, but the fact that it oh, it's another. Right. And, like, I don't think we're going to... I wanted more Luminarch Aspirants anyways. Like, this is a two of at the top of your curve might see uh-huh. play. But also it doesn't even give you for all your humans. It just gives you the soldiers. So, like, I don't yeah. think hopeful initiative. I mean, no, but, I mean, you think about, like, Dauntless Bodyguard, Thalia, Thalia's Lieutenant... Gideon, Adeline. Sure. Most of your humans Brutal are... Cathar, even, I think. If Brutal Cathar, yeah. It's on the front side, yeah. So most of your creatures are soldiers already. Sure. Um, but that just being said, like, the three drops already at, like, four, uh, four Brutal Cathar and four Adeline, like, it's kind of hard to break in from there. And yeah. then, like, Wedding Invitation, you know? So it's like... Mm-hmm. It's close. It'll make it fun and standard. Yeah, for sure. I think this, uh, we get to, I think this card is just smart typing is what I like about it, where it's like it caring more about the soldier aspect. I think it's really smart because humans gotten a lot of pretty big boons recently and it's already strong enough. So I feel like if you just keep printing stuff for humans, then it's like, well, there's a limit. But switching the, the, the thing to the subtype soldier, we're like that's more of the focus. Um, right. I think it's really smart. I, I like that move. Uh, next up, we got a little bit of interaction here in Soul Partition. One and a white exile target non-land permanent for as long as that card remains exiled, its owner may play it. A spell cast by uh, costs two more to cast. So pretty similar to what we guessed, what essentially our chat also guessed, where it was going to be like elite spellbinder, but for but as but like a thoughtseize variant, right? Yep. So, but of course, this just it has to be on the battlefield. I think this makes it better. Yeah. So like. They spend mana on old growth troll, right? 
Yeah, they've already invested into it. They've already spent three mana, and you can get rid of it at instant speed, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And now they can recast it for five mana, and yeah, they'll probably get to five mana, but now they don't have the three mana, the three green devotion. You didn't kill it in a way that attaches it to their land. Like, um, I think this card's, like, kind of insane. Um, this card's, I, yeah, it's gross. Because, I mean, you think about it right now, like, we're already also getting the new one drop that lets you recruit her. Um, or if you're still playing, like, Thraven Inspector, right? Like, we can leave up our clue mana, leave up our recruiter activation. Oh, no, just get rid of the big guy. Uh, Couldn't we already do that, though, with, like, the uh, the two-mana kill spell from the vampire set? No, but the big thing where he's talking about here, and I agree with, is yeah. that if you kill, like, an old-growth troll, right, right, it just gets to go back on their forest, they're adding the devotion, their lens tap for more mana now. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I think the cases of this are better. It, it definitely makes sense, but it, it, it coming back, I feel like I would just rather have our, our destroy effect in, in most of the situations, but maybe I'm not, like, thinking all this stuff. I mean, I know this is cool because we can hit our own stuff. And then if we hit our own stuff, it doesn't cost two more. It's like if we want to protect our own guy, we can do that and then just recast it. So that, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Um, you can also, I mean, I think it's just a big tempo play, especially with like cards like Shieldred. Mm-hmm. Like if they, like if you're the aggressive white deck, and that's the thing is like I think this is not a control card. I feel like this is way more of a aggressive card, right? No, I agree. Yeah. Um, like. Putting this on the Shieldred, if they want to spend six mana on a Shieldred, you're fine with that. The thing is, like, especially with, like, tempo-based decks, right? Um, if your opponent just, like, plays big dingus and passes, like, Shieldred, right? Yeah, you're going to lose two life on draw step, but you need to swing past it anyways because you're the aggro player, right? Mm-hmm. So, Shieldred, when your opponent's at, like, a middle amount of life, is bad because it can stabilize after a couple of blocks. But, like, Shieldred late game is really not good for your opponent. So it's effectively, like, when the game is ending in the next couple of turns, depending on what your opponent's defenses put up, like, I think Soul Partition is, like, really good. I think this card is going to be... I feel like this card is better than Fateful Absence. Like, the thing is, like, Fateful Absence in the mono-white deck, you kill something, and then they get the clue, and then at any point, at instant speed, if they have two mana left over... They can sack the clue to draw a card, and that card could be any number of things that are better than what you've exiled, right? Like, it could be the, like, second or third fatal push they need to stabilize the board. You know, I just think that this just blanking Kalidus and then making them spend six mana on Kalidus when it's too late is insane. I mean, only that, Faith Flashes only kills a creature or a planeswalker, right? Like, think about, like, Grease Fang, right? you know? Um, they could just get it back the next turn, but if you still petition that... They're not spending what nine mana to buy back their Parhelion. No, oh, excellent uh, point. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's there's a couple definitely cases where this card is definitely much better. I think I think there's a lot of cases where this card is a lot better, um, and like even you know just like it's a clean answer to like hearse. It's a clean answer to like random hate pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some decks that are playing like. Uh, lay line, they're not going to recast their lay line for six mana, probably. Uh, and if they do, you've got enough time. I, I'm just thinking, like, anything anything that you want to to buy time for, this card is good for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, the, and con- conversely, we also have lay down arms at a single white for a sorcery. It's kind of our, our new path variant in the format. 
uh, exile target creature with man. Oh, Swords of Plasher is the better comparison, right? Um, exile target creature with mana value less than or equal to the number of planes you control. Its controller gains three life. I think this card is real close. I think it's yeah. a sorcery. But the thing is, like with triomes and with shocklands, the the restriction becomes a lot less so. And I think there are some decks, especially in modern, that might be able to wield this better than Prismatic Ending. Sure. Um, I mean, this is only a creature. Prismatic Ending hits any permanent, but, like, you know. I'm just saying, like, this card is... It's really close. I don't think it's quite premium white removal. Especially, like, in the mono-white deck, you don't play all planes, right? You're playing, like, Shefet Dunes. You're playing uh, Cave of the Frost Dragon. You're playing Mutavolts. Yeah, you're also Igonjo. Right. So I just, it's neat and it's cool and we have to mention it because it is cool, but I don't think it's there. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have one blue card and I love the design of this card, honestly. It's kind of spooky spooky, but I love the design of its first ability. So we have, uh, an, after this one, I'll let people start reading cards. Uh, so it's not just me reading the cards off every time. Uh, Teferi Temporal Pilgrim. Three blue blue for a legendary planeswalker to fairy starting loyalty four, uh, who also is a static of whenever you draw a card, put a loyalty counter on to fairy temporal pilgrim. The first ability is a zero ability to draw a card, so it works to plus one. Um, notably, though, it is an it, it the draw a card is a trigger, so you could like res- so if they play to fairy, um, and you can like respond with like. Uh, I'm trying to think now. Um, well, Fry would still do it because Fry's five damage, right? Right. Um, rending volley. Yeah, like rending volley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, you could you could kill it before the zero goes off. Uh, minus two, create a two-two blue spirit creature token with vigilance, and whenever you draw a card, put a one-one count on this creature. Most notably, both that and the static ability uh, are not one or more cards. You'll always get counters or or counters on either case to the number of cards you draw right right his vigilance uh, yeah I, these i think this like those two abilities alone are obviously we're big believers in jaya right the plus one of jaya making tokens is hot but like my boy teferi here if i'm cruising we're getting a bunch of counters we're making some big spirits um finish reading the card then i'll tell you my opinion yeah yeah so minus 12, target opponent chooses a permanent they control and return to its owner's hand. Then they shuffle each non-land permanent they control into its owner's library. So I love the, like, all right, pick a thing on your board. You, you like that? Th- that good? You enjoying it? Get everything out of here. Get the rest out of here. Then get that back to your hand, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's real. Once again, this card's real close to me. For mm-hmm. me, I think... It's probably way too good at 4 mana, and at 5 mana is where it has to be. This card, though, only has one ability. It has only one ability on a Planeswalker, which is kind of interesting. Uh, it's the minus just two. the minus 2. You only yeah. minus 2. You just minus 2, make the token, and then next turn you draw a card, which puts a counter on it, and then you minus 2 again. And uh, hopefully you get another turn cycle, and you get to minus 2 again you just want to make three of those tokens out of it. Or you just, like, minus two, you know, you opt once, there's your other, there's another activation. 
I mean, it goes up to five during your draw step, right? I mean, you, you minus yeah. two if it took no damage. You're at, you're at three during your next turn, and you can minus two it again. So you can minus two twice just because you took your turn. That's the, I mean, yeah, that's why you're saying you lose a turn cycle. But yeah. I mean, like, if you if you cast anything, if you cast an off, you cast a consider, it's getting another counter, so you don't even have to make sure. it to the next turn we're, cycle. We're not aiming for 12. I don't think, yeah. I don't think you ever should be aiming for 12. I, I hope the game is over by you just smacking your opponent with, like, a million, like, three, like, four, four spirits. Right. However, I will say I don't like this as much as I like Jaya for the Phoenix deck. Mm-hmm. I know, like, we've got Treasure Cruise, we've got Op, we've got, you know, all this stuff, right? But uh, Jaya ticks up to make the token, mm-hmm. and it makes her really hard to kill for the Rakdos Mirror, or for the sure. Rakdos matchup. Uh, yeah. If you play Teferi and you minus Teferi, he gets stomped and uh, it's over. You have a really cool yeah. token. That token does die to Fatal Push and everything else in their deck, right? Um, whereas, like, with Jaya, like she takes up to five. And so even if they have the kill spell for the token, most of their creatures won't be able to clear Jaya by her, like by themselves. They have to commit a lot into Jaya to answer her. I do like, though, this is a Teferi that wins the game by means other than my opponent getting bored. <laughs> I don't know. You'll be drawing a lot of cards, right? Your opponent's going to get bored. Yeah, yeah, but at least the spirits, you know, will kill them before. Right, right, right. It's just like, the, my Teferi Emblem has exiled your entire board. Do you concede yet? And I mean, I could still, like, win, I guess. I guess. Yeah. But. Uh, all right, who wants to start reading off some of these, these just spicy, spicy black cards? Black, obviously, artifacts are the big winner here. Uh, mostly cards are the big winner. But uh, there's a lot of sick black cards in this set. All right. Oh yeah, I'll knock out Gix, Yagmoth, Praetor. Yeah, start with our boy. Just uh, I'm just gonna say it pre prehence. I I think this is the best card in the set. Uh, but black black one for a three three legendary creature, Phyrexian Praetor. Uh, whenever a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents, its controller may pay one life. If they do, they draw a card. Uh, so that is each creature that connects to your opponent. Um, we can remove the multiplayer language for for now. It's a really strong card, Ricky. I mean, that that being all it does, that's that's really strong. I can see why you like that card so much, you know? I mean, honestly, it's, it's a 3-3. Uh, to me, I think that is almost all it does. It does have extra text, which oh, yeah, isn't we are, irrelevant. We out, like, Double Dreadwander and Action Two Shields Jackson. Right. right. Uh, but for Black, Black, Black 4, you may discard X cards. If you do exile the top X cards of target opponent's library, you may play lands and cast spells from among cards exiled this way without paying their mana costs. At least in Pioneer, um, this is probably only ever being X is one. I don't think so. Because you draw a million I guess cards from your creatures. Yeah, yeah true. You're, you're, I'm, I'm freeing the cards you're going to be drawing off of Gix as well, yeah. So, like, you get to chuck all the bad cards. Yeah. And hopefully hit your opponent's Rakdos cards. Uh... That being said, like the only way I see this ability being relevant is if this ends up in a mono black aggro shell that like plays two of Nykthos. Nykthos, yeah. In which case, uh, you could activate this a bunch of times, you know. But I, I, I'm just in for the first part. Like I just think that this is just such a, it's such a big aggro push. Uh, it puts a lot of pressure on the board. It turns all your dinky two ones into like, well. Now it's going to draw them a card. That's, I mean, that's one of the big things why I think, like, is holding a lot of decks back. 
I think is a lot of decks just don't have lack good card advantage. And I mean, Mono Black's card advantage was classically that, hey, I could buy my two ones back as the game goes Yeah, on. I can spend three and mana that's just, for a two one again. And that's just not good enough anymore. So Gix now letting us draw cards off these doofuses. I also think it's really good in Rakdosek because like you used to just sit back on your, like your opponent had like a Blood Tithe Harvester and you've got like a cat and yeah. a Unlucky Witness and you just sort of sit back to block, right? Now mm-hmm. you're just like casting Gix and sending them both in. Yeah, It's fine if they block one of them. I definitely think it's going to be interesting to try. Um, like, some of the decks are already, you know, they try out, like, one or two braids and stuff like that. So maybe it's worth trying out. I'm not as sold in the sack as you are on it. Because um, a lot of your sack damage just comes from, like, obviously, um, just Mayhem Devil triggers and his cat drains. Um, but, I mean, yeah, you're right. If I just think this you're, this card for sack, what it lets you do is it lets you, it lets you bend aggressive. Okay. And it makes it so that, like, when you play against Sack, right? Like, you're playing mm-hmm. against Sack. You don't want to commit early guys to the board that are just going to get stolen and sacked sure. off, right? Yeah. Um. So, now Gix is here. And if you didn't commit guys for me to steal, you're getting punished. And okay. if you committed guys to the board to try to block my doofuses to stop me from drawing cards with Gix you get punished. Like, and now if you're holding your removal for my Mayhem Devil, you need to spend the removal also on Gix. Like, the thing is, I think that the the sack decks end up falling apart because people realize that if you just hold the removal for the Mayhem Devil, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna be okay. Just don't, don't leave yourself with just one guy in play, and don't, don't waste your removal spell without seeing Mayhem Devil, right? Sure. I think this changes how that matchup plays because you have to be able to make sure a Gix turn doesn't happen. Like if your opponent is sitting there with Cat, Unlucky Witness, and like a token, right? Yeah. It's not like, I should probably play my Bonecrusher Giant to the board to block in case they play Gix. You know? Sure. So, that's my thoughts on it. Okay. What are you thinking, Chris? Chris, Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of the card in general. Just because I, I do think that, again, if you're playing that kind of style of like, hey, I'm just going to play a little doofuses anyway. Um, I do think we're about to talk a, uh, about a card that works really, really well and synergizes well with little stupid doofuses, potentially better than this card does. But I think this this kind of card might incentivize you to play like evasive creatures, right? Like, I think this card is so strong it could make its own deck. I mean, you know, we're talking about it in Rakdos. What about in like blue with cheap flyers? And there's a, a lot of, you know, I don't know, like a ledger shredder, um, there's a lot of little random flyers that I think that this makes interesting in all kinds of decks if you want to, you know? I'm not sure that it's tier one in those strategies quite like it is in, in obviously, Rakdos, but um, I, I do think that it's it's definitely playable, right? And is, is is Gix a rogue? Is Gix just, like, secretly a rogue? Secretly could be a rogue. It's not an octopus, that's for sure. But there are I, some uh, octopuses that I think play well with it. I also, like, replace, like, even in Rakdos, I like just kind of replacing maybe one of your graveyard trespassers with a Gix, maybe two. I mean, it's just like, it's just going to make your matchup better. Like when you go on, like when you're on the play in the Rakdos mirror, yeah. like you, if you end up in an aggressive like hand, like you're, you're in, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you're playing mid range, you're going to eventually hit the mana to activate that ability too. Right. And also a weird, odd thing this card does is legendary. 
which means it reduces mm-hmm. the cost to activate Sokenzin. Sure. And yeah. uh, Takanuma, I guess. But Sokenzin's yeah. the cooler one because it gives you two more uh, Bunguses to swing in with. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I mean, who wants to talk about the sick Grease Fang card, though, but also possibly the Bitsack card? I don't think yeah. it's a good Grease Fang card. Take it away, Chris. I, I, oh, what? Yeah. Well, Ricky Ricky got some flack on Twitter for it, so I understand why he's upset, but those people have just never played combo decks before. Um, oh, no, 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 no. That's not why. I, I, I was proud of my, my stance in it's Twitter. It, it is what you don't. I don't think this card is that good in, in Grease Fang because they have Eldritch Evolution. Yeah, I mean, you can go get it, but I think this, the card that we're talking about here is Diabolic Intent. It's got some pretty sweet art on it. It costs uh, one black and one colorless. It's a sorcery, and as an additional cost to cast this spell, you must sacrifice a creature. You then search your library for a card, put that card into your hand, and then shuffle. Of course, the important part of this that that you know anybody who's played Magic for a while realizes that if there's a if there's a restriction on a card that you're grabbing, you must show your opponent to prove that it meets that restriction. So if you have to grab a creature card, you must reveal it to prove that it is in fact a creature card to prove that you're not cheating. On something like this, since you're grabbing any card, you don't have to reveal it to your opponent. So you grab whatever card you want; it is hidden from your opponent, and then shuffle your library. So why I think this is relevant is the is the amount of games, especially for people like me, who yeah, you can Eldritch Evolution into that Grease Fang, but if that's not what you were missing, you know, then it's then it's not as bad. I mean, um, the hand smoothing is a little bit obviously worse than Pioneer. So I think that's why this card is so incredibly important, especially in some of the like Mardu, not Mardu, um, um, junk versions. Because you could be playing a couple of uh, little mana dorks, maybe. Or uh, Abzan for those that isn't that aren't boomers. <laughs> Abzan, that's right. Um, but of course, everybody's like dream with this card is to play it with Citrus Supplier, right? That's what everybody's wanting yeah. to do is play it with Citrus Supplier and, and get your mega triggers, which could be sweet, but also could play it with uh, Unlucky Witness if you want to play the Mardu version, right? Well, that's that's where I think this card lines up. Is you're obviously Ricky's like, well, you have Eldritch Revolution. But there are two versions of of Grease Fang that don't have Ultra Evolution. And if I'm thinking of like playing Mardu, right? I mean, yeah, we can play this, sack our supplier, and we already have the Grease Fang. Right. Now we can go tutor up like a Fable the Mirror Breaker or something. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure. Just to I don't think get, it, I, keep going. I just, all the people that were freaking out about the Grease Fang, sack the Citrus Supplier to get your turn three Grease Fang, are also assuming that every Citrus Supplier is hitting Parhelion. That does for my opponents. Uh, yeah, true, say, right? if your if your name is Nate, then uh, it's not a Nate problem. Did. The thing is, yeah. Nate doesn't even need this card. Nate's turned three to me every single time. So like Nate's <laughs> like, this is a stupid card. I never need it. I just draw it every single time. Who cares? The problem for Nate is I also have turned two hearse. So. Oh dang, yeah, that's that's a rough one. That's, then um, see, then you can diabolic intent to get your hearse answer. You know? Yeah, but I think that's why it's relevant. Is like. Especially, like, again, I'm still a uh, an old Esper player, which is definitely the worst version of the deck, but it's there. Hey, that gets you an answer, right? If you need an answer, gosh, does Esper have, have all the answers you could ever want? I don't know. Esper's been pretty sweet playing Rafine lately. Esper's been playing Rafine for, for a minute, for sure, and, and like, a little more aggressive version, so um, I can see it. I'll tell you why I really like this card, though. And this is the Rakdos Sack card, because we could play this for free off of Kari Zev's expertise. Yep. And sack their guy. Sack their guy, go find her devil, and just start going to town. Uh, mm. Yeah, I like Diabolic Intent because you can cast it off Karizev's expertise, and I like it because uh, you get to you get to sack away either your opponent's creature or one of your lamer creatures, and you get to guarantee that you get a high-powered card, whether that be a Fable, whether that be a Mayhem Devil, whether that be a Gix. 
And so mm-hmm. you're setting up your next turn to like have a one of your key three drops. I mean, some people are even looking at this card and going like, maybe Jun's back on the menu because we can tutor up Corvold and we don't have to play yeah. four. Like if you can sure. just play two Corvold mm-hmm. and not brick into him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Corvold becomes way better, right? Uh, so I kind of like that this card lets you find cards that would be bricky that we can now run as one ofs or two ofs in certain decks like that. So, I mean, it'll be fine in Grease Fang. Like, probably as maybe like a one or two of, but if you wanted like the guaranteed into Grease Fang, it's probably better to play Eldritch Evolution. And I don't think the deck's problem is finding Grease Fang. I think the deck's problem is resolving sure. a Grease Fang ability. I think Tamiyo's safekeeping is better for the deck than. Sure. Uh, now, you picked our next card, Ricky, so why don't you break down this next one for us? All right, the next card I've picked is Gix's Command. Uh, the commands were kind of a little uninspiring. I'm not going to lie, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what they do except for the Gix one, which is black, black, three for a sorcery. Choose two. Option one, put two one one counters on up to one target creature. It gains lifelink until end of turn. That one's okay. Uh, destroy each creature with power two or less could be okay. Probably not great, right? Uh, return up to two creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. Beautiful. Chef's Kiss, two for one. Or each opponent sacrifices a creature with the highest power among creatures they control. Ooh, we're cooking. Uh, this card's a three for one for five mana. And people are playing Invoke Despair right now just to draw cards. Um, this is a better Rakdos uh, Mirror Breaker card than Invoke Despair. Uh, this gets you back two creatures, so it gets you back like a dead Graveyard Trespasser, gets you back, you know, whatever you want back, two of them into your hand, and then kills the biggest creature your opponent controls. Or hey, maybe your opponent is somehow going very wide with Jaya tokens or something, or who knows what cats from the stupid Iskis chariot. You can, you can kill all those. And occasionally, occasionally you'll be playing against a red deck and you will want to put two counters on a creature and give it lifelink and swing in and gain back some life. But I think that mainly this card's going to sit in sideboards against very grindy matchups of like Rakdos mirrors and stuff like that. Uh, that being said, this card is uh, not great into... Like, it's alright into mono green, right? It does kill Sylvan Carrotid and all their Llanowar Elves. Yeah. And also their Cavalier, right? That's also a mode you can do, is just kill all their low guys and their biggest guy. Maybe it's fine. I just think that, like, Invoke Despair doesn't need to be played when you can play this and not get this stupid black, 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 black card stuck in your hand. Yeah, I mean... It gives me a reason to stop playing Urborg, even though I did finally break down and buy my Urborg. <laughs> I think this card's good. I don't think it's going to cost a, a lot of money. I think you can get this pretty cheap, and it'll be fine in a lot of Rakdos decks. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, well, now we have a suite of sweet removal, and that's because, look, Pioneer players, they've been like, ugh, you know, Power Word Kill, Heartless Act. These aren't great removal spells. But what if, just what if, we get 
go for the throat in Pioneer. Hot. Those that don't know, go for the throat, one in a black for an instant for a target non-artifact creature, which right now is everything that isn't a Grease Fang target for the most part, right? Literally, right. literally what doesn't die to Power Word kill? Um, Parhelion 2. Oh, oh, what does that Power Word kill? Um, I mean, it's about the same, honestly. No, but like, name a card, right? Yeah. Nobody's playing any demons, right? True. Uh, like, very... I mean, there's is the Is Mayhem angels. Devil a devil and not a demon? Mayhem Devil is a devil and not a demon. No, that makes so much sense, you know? Uh, it doesn't kill angels, demons, and dragons, right? Does it kill dungeons? It does kill dungeons. Nice. Uh, it doesn't kill non-demon, non-angel, non-devil, non-dragon. So, yeah. I, I Like, there's no dragons getting cast right now, right? Right. Uh, unfortunately... Unless you're across the table from Ricky. Right. Um, unfortunately, the, uh, the Sheevan Monstrosities, whatever that card's called, I don't even remember anymore. I've moved on. Sheevan Devastator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. They didn't, uh, those, you know, those players were all cowards and they went home, so. Hey, you can get that card with an Imperial Recruiter. You can. Another reason that's good. Anyways. Um, I'm kind of, I was sort of psyched about Go for the Throat, and then I've watched too many people just playing, like, I'm playing red green idiots with four sky sovereigns. And I was just like, I'm not sure about go for the throat anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, when wizards doesn't understand their format and just bans grease fang, the card stock is going to go way, way up. Sure. 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 Uh, I mean, uh, ra- uh, uh, brawl boat is still going to sit around, but like, I don't know. I, I think it was, it was really exciting when I saw it. And then I had to sit and think critically for a little too long. That's okay. Uh, I'm still very happy that I was able to buy uh, four copies of the Surge, Surge, foil. Fo- Surge foil 40k art for 80 cents. That that's dope though. That's a good co- that's a good come up right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm just glad I didn't break down and buy the F and M foils that are like still like five dollars. I think. I also want to talk about a card that I think used to be really good. Yeah, talk about it. And disfigure. Oh, how the mighty have fallen, right? Man, I saw this and I was like, wow, Disfigure in Pioneer? And then I was like, oh, this card's bad. This card used to be good. It used to kill everything. It kills, like, literal nothing now. Uh, I wouldn't say literal nothing. What would you say? Cut Down is better than Disfigure. You're right. Cut Down, (laughs) um... Blood Chief's Thirst. Blood Chief's Thirst. Yeah, like, it's just... Man. This figure was, uh... It's it's not the era of blue-black fairies anymore, that's for sure. It's true. I just... I used to believe in Disfigure, and now it's uh, not a good card anymore. No, don't meet your heroes, you know? Don't meet your heroes. Uh, but man, are you worried about Grease Fang? <laughs> I sure am. Does it literally haunt your dreams at night? It sure does. Well, boy, do I have dreams of steel and oil, a.k.a. Houston, Shredder Texas. noise, oh. you, Nate. <laughs> I was so glad to be like, Nate, look, diabolic intent. Nate, look, dreams of steel and oil. Hey, look, uh, I've just uh, decided that we're not playing Grease Fang anymore. Choose an artifact or creature. So, sorry, one black target opponent reveals their hand. You choose an artifact or creature card from it, 
then choose an artifact or creature card from their graveyard and exile the chosen cards. Wow. That is one thoroughly defeated Grease Fang player until they cast the Grizzly Salvage in their hand and go off anyway. Hello, opponent. This is my Grease Fang deck. Remember, you can't Dreams of Steel and Oil the top of the deck. That's true. <laughs> and a uh, Grease Fang player is only as good as the top of their deck. Top of the deck, yeah. <laughs> The top three to four cards, three to five cards, their library. But it's a sweet card. Might see some play if people get salty enough. And you know they will. Oh, yes, they will. All right, well, that'll do it for black cards. Let's move on to the couple red cards we have here, starting with Brotherhood's End. One red red for a sorcery. Choose one. Brotherhood's End deals three damage to target each, sorry, to each creature, each planeswalker, or destroy all artifacts of mana value three or less. It's uh, anger that hits walkers for three damage, finally. Yeah. I think that's a uh, reason that's to celebrate, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, unfortunately, it puts my Yargle Anger of the Gods out of out of commission. It's probably strictly better than playing Sweltering Sons of Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, it's also a... Uh, I'm going to mention a, you know, a now benign uh, literary and movie series... Uh, this definitely just ripped off the, of a screenshot from the final battle of Hogwarts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta have the red magic fight the green magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which actually is a ripoff of Star Wars, right? I was gonna say, yeah. yeah. The the red light has to touch the green light. This, is, well, the, this is the forbidden if, romance. Well, at first it's blue light, then it goes to green light. Everything the green light touches. Isn't Luke Skywalker is always green? No, he starts off with a blue lightsaber. Because that's uh, he doesn't get a, he doesn't get a green lightsaber. I thought Obi Wan had the blue right. one. You, yeah, you're on Anakin it. You're figuring also, it out. <laughs> but Anakin also has a blue lightsaber until that. Or Luke has when he has Anakin's lightsaber is blue, and then when he makes his own Return of the Jedi, it's a green lightsaber. But but, but when does Gerard fiery the legacy weapon? <laughs> Ricky, that's not this set. I keep telling you. <laughs> We've been over this. When do they discover the One Piece? Oh, the One Piece? Yeah. You mean the friends we made along the way the whole time? Yeah. I'm in. All right. Uh, we got to get moving. Obliterating yeah, yeah. Bolt. Uh, this is a lava coil, but it can hit Planeswalkers now. This card should do five damage, and you can fight me on this. I agree entirely. I agree entirely, but it's better than lava coil. Take your lava coils, right? Throw them in the right trash. next to those basic non-snow lands, right? Throw, throw them in the trash, right? But yeah, I, so we were talking about this in another Discord chat, and I'm just like, this could do five damage. Right. It There's could. no reason this can't... The, the, the argument was, but it exiles. And my argument is, it still could do five damage. Now we're going to get to an exciting card that I'm excited for, and nobody else, everybody else has looked past this card. Okay. I don't know, hold on. Has Chris seen this card? No, Bitter, I haven't. Bitter Reunion. And not Biter Reunion. Somebody called it Biter Reunion because it... I mean, Mizra is getting his finger kind of close to Urza's face, but it's just a yeah. Bitter Reunion. <laughs> Urza bit my finger. Yeah, Um. so this is red colorless for a common enchantment. When it comes into play, you may discard a card if you do draw two cards. Uh, and then for one mana, you can sacrifice this enchantment... 
and give all your creatures haste. And this card is just kind of... I like this card. It It's the second ability of Fable of the Mirror Breaker. <laughs> and then it lets you haste all your dudes. And I'm always looking for more ways to just haste an entire board of dudes. Some would say the best ability of Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Right, it is the best ability of Fable of the Mirror Breaker. And you only have to discard one land. You don't have to discard two lands. Yeah. Ah, this, this, card mean, screams, this card screams Yorian to me. I mean, it makes sense. Like, I think you're going to play this in particular circumstances, but, like, in a deck where, like, you're playing Omnath because the, the new good Omnath is red, right? Yeah. Um, you know, hey, we're also playing Yorian typically in that deck in Pioneer, and, and this is another great little way to do it. I mean, obviously, we already have the Omen of the Sea, but, I mean, I might argue that this card this card could be better depending on, on what you're looking to do. But, I mean, this seems a little better with Fires. Um, but maybe, maybe well, the card selection is better. I'm the business but, of misery. I but, mean, uh, just being able to give all your team haste is awesome. Yep, true enough. Uh, is that it for a red card? I no. added one. I saw you Chris added. added. One. He typed. Chris, Chris added a card. I don't know if that's allowed. but Chris uh, is currently an anonymous Ibex. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, I added Mishra's Command, which I do think is an interesting command. Um, I just think it's worth talking about because it's X and red. Choose target player. They mi- oh, this one. Yeah, no, this is this is a Chris card. This for is sure. you know this is a Chris card. You knew it. You knew it before you're reading it. Choose target player. They may discard up to X cards. Then they draw a card for each card discarded this way. So you're never targeting your opponent, right? Because they may discard up to X cards. <laughs> Still, we choose two of these effects. So. This is this is not a bad one. Um, this spell this spell deals X damage to target creature. This spell deals X damage to target planeswalker. Those are separate abilities. And target creature gets plus X plus O and gains haste until the end of the turn. Let's see if Chris knows the secret mode of this card. I know the only way Chris wants to cast this for two heroic triggers. <laughs> Chris wants to cast this for zero and get yep. heroic triggers. I know it. It's all he wants to do. Listen. That's that's certainly something that we can do, right? You you, you know that's you know that's top of the list is <laughs> listen. We just we just want to get our triggers, but uh, I mean I, I don't think it's bad to cast this for X of, of any value. I really don't. Like I think that obviously the cool thing about this card is we get value at any amount, right? I get two heroic triggers if I want to, right? I can deal zero damage to my creature and then I can target a creature and get plus and so. And those if could you be are never not getting two heroic triggers off this card, something has gone wrong. No, I don't think with so. You. And I will replace you. I will save you from that doppelganger. <laughs> no, 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 no. Seriously, I, I, I mean, I think, I think you could easily be casting this like late game in Phoenix. You sit there just dirtling around all the time. I think this is a totally fine card to be casting for three or four to pitch your random crappy cards, draw good ones, and, and kill an opponent's creature. Like you did something effective, like murdered a creature of whatever kind, but like di- replaced your hand on top of that. Right? You can I, still cast this for three. And get two heroic triggers because favored hoplite won't take damage from the deal damage mode. Oh, because you pick pro red. What? No, no, no. Favorite oh, no, hoplite. No. Is... Yeah, favorite hoplite. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Takes some damage. So, uh, hey, listen, we we can get all the heroic triggers too. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying that I think that this card is is better than just beyond that point where I was like, hey, in case people don't know, you guys stole my thunder. So thank you. I hope that you enjoy that thunder. And that you send it to college and send, give it the love that I couldn't give it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is also a fine card to cast, and that's all I'll say. Let's move on. We've got a spoiler skin. Yeah, we got a lot of spoilers left here still. All right, uh, let's talk with Titania and Argoth. 
uh, the card that will make me play bad magic, the two cards rather will make me play bad magic and start playing um, spirit or the um, spirit of wind grace decks. Uh, for one green green, you have three fourth reach, legendary elemental. Whenever one or more lands are put land cards are put into your graveyard from anywhere, you gain two life. This is the end of your upkeep. If you are four or more lands in your graveyard and you bone both and control Titania, Voice of Gaia, and a land named Argoth, Sanctum of Nature, exile them, meld them into a Star Star, Titania, Gaia, Incarnate. So the meld side here is Star Star, Vigilance, Reach, Trample, Haste. Titania, Gaia's Incarnation's power and toughness are equal to the number of lands you control. When Titania enters the battlefield, return all land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield, tapped, and three in a green, put four 1-1 counters on target land you control. It becomes a 0-0 elemental. With haste, it's still a land. And then Argoth, the land part of the deal here, is Argoth State of Nature as the battlefield. Tap unless you control a legendary green creature. Uh, taps for a single green. Then tuna green, tap. Create a 2-2 green bear creature token. Then mill three cards, activate only as a sorcery. So you're going to see you, a lot of Titanias. I really do. do I think. Do that. you want to know what you do with Titania? Yeah, what do I do with Titania? I'm gonna win the game. You're gonna you're gonna take her and throw her in the trash. Whoa! Oh no! no. I'm, I'm just gonna play Argoth because it makes two twos for four mana. You don't think Titania is a good card at a three mana? You just don't like it because it has reach. I, I figured it out. Ricky's, <laughs> Ricky's upset because this card has reach, and he realizes that he's gonna lose to it all the time by attacking his a Phoenix to it. His Phoenix is into it, and then going, wait, that card has reach. It sure does, Ricky, and it's here. It's here to battle. Okay, Titania is not taking any of your nonsense. I don't it's not going to take any of your disrespect. I think trying to get this card to flip is a pipe dream. Like the big problem with Argoth is that uh, I don't know if you know this, but it's really easy to just near mill yourself out with mono green, <laughs> and Argoth will just do it for you. I think I think this is I think you're gonna see more Titanias than you guys think. I think this is a really really fun card. No, no, Chris, I'm with you. I love Titania. It doesn't sound like you're with me, Ruckman. Okay, it sounds like Chris, I'm out here you, in the alley, you, all by myself. Did you not? Did you not just hear me say I'm gonna play Wait. all many so many incarnations of Windgrace decks? Argoth mills you three cards. Yes, this card's even cooler. I just thought it made the bear. No, it mills you three. Dope. There are so many random cards that, especially now with like Erg Spawn of Turk, just instant classic. You know the, <laughs> the old Erger. Uh, Erg Spawn of Turk. The the Erg also mills you cards and cares about lands. I, I just think this is like a fun little potentially Delirium deck, potentially whatever. Um, I think it's got some interesting implications with like Soul Tie and uh, and Surveilling and Delirium. There's so many different ways you can go. I mean, I'm I'm in the dark right now in my one bedroom apartment, connecting all the strings to all the little uh, corkboard papers that I put up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, the strings are going everywhere, and I've and I've solved it. I figured it out. Uh, I, I've seen the Matrix, so I'm excited for this card. Yeah, you've seen the why you got fired from your university job, and it's Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> All right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the helm on the next one. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Uh, Awaken the Woods is green green X for a sorcery. Create X one one forest land creature tokens. Oh, okay. Um, this card is gonna do something very very dumb. And none of us know what it is yet. But someone's going to figure it out. And it might be Saffron Olive. But someone's going to do something really dumb. 
I just, this is weird, right? It certainly looks like it's going to be doing something. It makes 1-1 dryads that are forests. I was waiting for that. I was like, wait, they're dryad lands, but I was like, what what color mana do they produce? But it does say they are forests. It specifically says they are forest dryads in the translation. Right. right. Uh, so, like, you know, scoot swarm a million. You could uh, use this to trigger just a million landfall things, but I just it makes a bunch of forest tokens. Do you think this is why they made the landfall change, just in case or something, or what? I have no idea. I just think this card is super weird, and I like it. I don't know what it's going to do, but if I open any, I'm going to put them in, like, not the trade binder, but like the... Put them in my mouth. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Delicious. Uh, But I'm going to put them in the, I might play this in something soon, box. That's all I got to say about it. Nobody knows what it does yet, but it'll do something. Hey, it's a mystery for later. Uh, I'll take Fauna Shaman. Go for it. Yeah, go Classic for it. reprint Fauna Shaman. We all love this card. One colorless, one green. It's an elf shaman. It's a bear. Uh, it says one green and tap it. Discard a creature card. Search your library for a creature card. Reveal it and put it into your hand and then and then shuffle. And obviously everybody's excited to this with some more Grease Fang action. They're excited for this with, you know, Titania. They're excited for this with all kinds of things that like want you to tutor one half of a of a creature combo or or something like that or just good elves right maybe i just want to tutor my my uh shaman of the pack or my whatever that's going to just deal you a bunch of damage and and kill you dead you know see yeah uh you know now instead of phoenix players being able to be tempted by like sweet black cards like citrus supplier right now they can also be tempted by sweet green cards like fauna shaman (laughs) where you get to discard phoenix tutor another phoenix discard next turn just living the dream you know yeah ricky's just living the dream over there uh fauna shaman always makes me think of this one flores article from like years and years and years ago uh where flores had a dream that he cast blood moon and uh phyrexian obliterator in the same deck and then he built this deck and he like proceeds to just 8-0 through some leagues on mtgo with it and it was the funniest deck ever and it involved fauna shaman uh discarding demigods of revenge to go tutor more demigods of revenge. Yeah. And that was when modern was a fun time. He was casting Phyrexian Obliterator and Domri Raid and using Domri Raid to make your Obliterator fight your opponent's creatures. Oof. <laughs> and it was like it was like Birds of Paradise and Fauna Shamans as like the key and Deathrite Shaman as like the key engine pieces. I'm old and enough Blood to remember Moons. the three mana Phyrexian Obliterator that was the opposite effect. Negator? It, yeah, Phyrexian Negator, because it was a three-mana 5-5, five, five, and that was just good enough. And then people were just like, yeah, sometimes you get bolted and you lose the game, but other times you, you get a, an expensive 5-5 five, five creature, and you could just win the game. And and they were right. It was just a good card. See, I, I'm kind of like, I'm close to like pie betting with Ruckman that I think that that card will get reprinted at rare or uncommon. Phyrexian Negator? Obliterator or Negator? Or obliterator? Huh? Which one? Negator. Yeah. Oh. The bad one. Yeah. I kind of think there'd be a funny reprint, like as an uncommon in one of these sets, right? Just completely unplayable, but like really funny throwback card. So like either in um, March or... Or Phyrexia. Or All or One. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. 
I'll take that game. Uh, but I want I want side action. Okay. Uh, if it only gets printed in Dominaria Remastered, Chris takes the pie. Chris takes the pie. Right. Whoa, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, I make that bet. I make that bet. Yeah, I'm in. I'm Guys, I'm not really sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. No, no, no. It's fine. Really, it's fine. It's fine. We, have, just, we, have, we have. All right. Look, what's the next? Audacity. audacity? Like the audacity. Like my, the audacity. my doctor. You know, my doctor. Yeah. See the way my bank account works. <laughs> Check has got savings. Uh, the way audacity. The audacity of this card is that, like, they could have given me Rancor. It's Rancor at home. <laughs> it's Rancor at home, and I'm so sad. And then the flavor text is just like, oof. Oof. Bravery outlives the brave. Outlives the brave. Huh. Oof. Yeah. They are really uh, driving home the war is hell vibes in this set, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the full art pain lands. They look miserable no. in this set. They look, I haven't looked at They're uh, all like bleak, like Battlefield Forge is just like dead bodies. I guarantee you. Uh, like it's just the full art Battlefield Forge is just like war. War is hell. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Like you uh, see that? Right, well, you see that Battlefield Forge? No, I don't see it. Well, I'm sending it right now. Okay. Okay, while you send that, hey, Offset Bail at three print. How many cards can I put into play if my opponent makes me discard them now? <laughs> Nobody's playing Lily anymore. We all gave up. Oh, no. There are just robot bodies. Yeah, it's everywhere. just dead bodies. It's like, this is the battlefield now. Are you happy? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm sorry. No. no. Why? But, Ricky, why, is he, why does he not want to fight in the war? I don't this, know. This commercial doesn't make sense. So what do we got next? Sahili? Uh, Sahili Filigree Master. Two blue red for a three loyalty Sahili. Uh, plus one, scry one. You may un- you may tap an untapped artifact you control if you draw a card. All right. Uh, minus two, create two one-one one colors. Good. The one? Yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, cr- minus two, create two one-one color stopters with flying the Ian Hayslow to turn. All right. Minus four, you get an emblem with artifact creatures you control, get plus one, plus one, and artifact spells you cast cost one less to cast. I don't, this doesn't excite me. The only thing that excites me is I want my opponent to play this. Mm-hmm. I want them to minus two, right? Yeah. And then I untap and I cast Goblin Chain Whirler and kill Sahili oh. and both of the tokens. Clean yeah, that, man. True. True. All right. This is probably. My most excited card right now with oh, Hajar, yeah. <laughs> Hajar Loyal Bodyguard, red and a green for a three-three legendary human soldier. Uh, sacrifice Hajar Loyal Bodyguard, legendary creature control. Get plus one plus own oh, in a triple of turn. Is this actual oh, factual? Yeah. Just the like, if you could design a card for Bard class, is this just the card? This is ex- it's you're great. always like it, it needs is- another two drop, right? It needs a two drop that's above rate on the body, and then oh man, we lose the wrath so hard. But now, but now the boy's here, and he says, "I got you, fam." God, I think this is gonna make it a real deck after the Karn banning. Who, Fire guys, oil guys. bar classes now. Buy, uh, already done. Already done. Buy. I'm buying ampersand for I also, now. I also gotta mention, just throwing it in here right now. Uh, while it's not a new to pioneer card. There are technically reprints of Mox Amber in this set. Yeah, Mox Amber reprints great because uh, we're gonna hunt those boy, on those, stream, aren't those, we? The, yeah, those were like fifty dollars. <laughs> um, next up we have Urza Prince of Krug, uh, two white blue for a two three legendary human artificer. 
Artifact creature control get plus two, plus two, and six mana create a token that's a copy of target artifact you control. It's a one-one soldier. Um, hey, cool stuff if Urza gets if uh, when Karn gets banned. Man, yeah, I, I think... didn't know he was a prince. I think that's fake news. Well, he married a princess. Prince Ali, fabulous he. Fabulous he, Ali this, this card is is like inviting Kanye West to your bar mitzvah. It's just a little awkward. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just awkward. Just a little awkward. We're, we're keeping that. Says. We're keeping that one. We're keeping cut that it, one in there. Cut it. Cut it. No, no, we're keeping <laughs> that one there. The, the, this, no, we'll we'll cut. We'll cut the Demi Lovato spoons joke, but we'll leave the Kanye. All right, all right, all right. We're leaving this one. Uh, this card, I just like. It costing four, I think, is kind of the killer for aggro, and I think that's intentional. I'm just not sure what we're supposed to be doing here. Like, it does feel like maybe this is like my blue-white control mid-rangey like thing, where it's like, hey, I really need to pump my creatures, but I'm just not sure you can really afford to be casting four mana non-artifacts on my artifacts deck, you know? Right. So yeah. uh, I, I'm just not sure. Like, the six-man effect is pretty cool, but I'm just not sure who really who really wants this card. But it, it could be cool. I think this this card could come around to surprise me, but. I think we're just we're we're a little bit off, you know. All right, all right. Who put well, this on the list? Who put Harebro Gummy Bear Aviator on here? Hardman Vanguard Aviator, white and a blue for a three-two human soldier with flying. Whenever you attack with five or more soldiers, creatures you control get plus one, plus one again, flying until end of turn. Okay. Yeah. I this card's bad. I'm going to tell you right now, this card is bad, and the blue-white soldier Ricky, land I'm is going to soldier bad. boy on these hoes. <laughs> oh, my God. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> you. I mean, this card for... flies. It's a 2 mana 3-2 flyer, right? Yeah. Like, with upside. With upside. All right. It's time for the time for the Doomsday Bunker. Launch. Doomsday Bunker. Let's start. You know, let's start with one of the safer ones here. Uh, let's start with the Stasis Coffin. Three oh, mana legendary artifact. Uh, for two and tap, exile the Stasis Coffin. You gain protection from everything until your next turn. Okay, cool. Sorry, Alpha Swing from Atarka Red. I'm in my coffin. This is oh, not it's true. exiled. Okay. Don't worry. Here's Karn's the bringing it back. Here's the tech. You just yeah? stomp them. True. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. response to Stasis Coffin, you giant stomp them, and then they lose. It's really my funny. Opponent, they my will opponent's still die. not Ricky. My opponent is not big brain enough. <laughs> I'm just saying they're playing a Tarka Red. How smart could they be? Oh my God. Just keep your mana open and just stomp them if they have the coffin. Let them unga bunga. I'm gonna get the bunguses here. Oh okay. My God. Then all right. Look. We tried Mono White Karn for a bit, so let's give it a little bit of help here. Now we have Urza's Silex for three mana legendary artifact, three white or two white white tap, exile Urza's Silex. Each player chooses six lands they control, destroy all the permits, activate only as a sorcery. When Urza's Silex is put in exile from the battlefield, you may pay two. If you do, search your library for a planeswalker card or you'll put it in your hand. I'll go find that card, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't mind if I do skis. I don't think this card is good, but it's fine. Whatever. Okay. Now, what if I told you Jester's Cap might be the scariest card in this set? I believe you. I hate this card. Is is so this card is so stupid. It's like so we have like they don't even about, know. You're talking about the Stone Brian? The Stone Brian. 
so we have two mana legendary artifact, the Stone Brain. Two and tap, exile the Stone Brain. Choose a card name. Search target opponent's graveyard hand and library for up to four cards with that name, and then exile them. That player shuffles then. That player shuffles then draws a card for each card exiled from their hand. This way, activates the sorcery. So let me tell you, kids, how this is going to go down. You're playing the Mono Green Mirror because, of course, you are. The race now isn't only to just who can play Karn first. It's to race to who can play the Stone Brain first, activate it, to exile your opponent's Karns, and then what is the opponent going to do? I mean, it just... The Stone Brain is just too good. Uh, also, like, it can just sort of... The Karn deck can kind of just sort of sit back for a few turns if it needs to, and just, like... Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get Stone Brain and play it. I'll activate it. I'm going to take all your... Like, best threat. And then, like, I'll go... Yeah. Like, after I've seen your deck, then I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy back the Stone Brain from Exile. Yeah. And I'm going to take again. all your boats. I'm going to take all your boats. Yeah, I'm going to take all your boats. And then I'll take all take- your... Uh, oh, you brought in this cool sideboard card against me? Yeah, we're going to take those, too. I don't know. This card is pretty good. I, I think this card's real good. Um, now, is this card still good after Karn gets banned? No. Okay. The whole reason this card is scary is because it's added a surgical extraction effect right. to the list of things that Karn can do. A, the right. thing is, tutorable, repeatable surgical why did extraction we, effect. Why did we ban Birthing Pod in Modern, right? Because it, it restricts what creatures could do, right? Because it's too easy to yeah. play a creature that's one less and tutor for it, right? Yeah. Uh, they're clearly not listening at all with Karn because it's like, yo, this card is still around. It means that anytime you print an artifact that does something that artifacts haven't been able to do before, it means that now Karn can do that. Like, that's now Karn's minus two. There's just no way. I mean, like, they, they have to ban Karn. I'm surprised they didn't pre-ban Karn, but, like, we're all going to wake up tomorrow and we're going to have the news. Karn is banned, right? This Wizards is all... of the Coast literally has never seen this set. It got printed, and they're just like, is that what we printed? Let's timestamp that one. Yeah, I'm sorry. That one. That's what's actually getting cut yeah, for this episode. You know, the, right. They woke up from their snowboarding session, and I'm not talking in the Alps, right? And, uh, you know, the, the set was already written. And they were just like, well, we're printing it. <laughs> the typing the, of the timestamp. The, the, the <laughs> monkey's paw curled. And this set showed up on the doorstep. Yeah, like, you know. Some nights in college, I got a little a little too rowdy with my, with my boys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We went out on the town, and when we came back, we had completely ruined the modern format. You know? that It yep. just happens, right? Yeah, of course. Some nights I wake up, something on my bad Cashing luck. Into my bad yeah, luck. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm surprised right. Ricky didn't get that one. Ricky loves that song. What? I left. I'm surprised. Tried saying you didn't get there first. You know, that's all I'm saying. Right. Some nights are you calling it a draw? That's right. Yeah. Let's get to Chris's favorite. All right. Hey, this is this is Chris's. Card yeah, now. I'm the only person who's ever gonna put this card into a battlefield. Let's just call it for what it is. Portal to Phyrexia is a nine mana artifact. It doesn't matter the mana cost. We're never casting it. Uh, when Portal of Phyrexia enters the battlefield, each opponent sacrifices three creatures. If it wasn't for that text, this card would be garbage. I think that text makes it playable to Chris. Um, at the beginning of your upkeep, put target creature card from a, a graveyard onto the battlefield. So any graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It's a Phyrexian addition to its other types. I mean, this just lets me get back my uh, my uh, 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 Leviathan. My Hullbreaker Horror, it lets me get back. Hold on, what's this other creature that I've been playing? Uh, Dream Trawler. Sorry, I'm looking through this deck real quick. They they give you they gave you better GPG. How if Chris got to design a card, it was just 
better GPG. This is it. The GPG yeah. that board wipes my opponent. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know that it's actually better because like like the the previous version was playing cards like Reflector Mage and other things that you would want to upgrade to a four four. But obviously, like Agent of Treachery, you don't super care. Like we're incentivized to play that more because we don't super care if it's a four four. We're stealing our opponent's stuff and keeping it. And then again, the big deal is this saves ours. This saves our butts because our opponent uh, essentially got wrath and we didn't. So I mean, I, I agree. I think these, I these just cards think that- are pretty good. I think that I, I want to see you succeed. Yeah. You have the entire universe worth of graveyard hate against right. you. Right. Good luck. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Hey, listen, this gets around Ward, right? I don't have to I don't have to target my opponent's graveyard trespasser. And I No, here's here's the thing. You want to target graveyard trespasser. You want to just put this. cards in your graveyard. Yeah. You don't have that many cards. Listen, I'd love to be in this world. I, I did I it to uh, go to the next pro tour. <laughs> 10 cards in my hand, but you know, anyway. All right, let's 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 roll here. All right, uh, let's talk about they put out a four mana eight eight. Yeah, they finally did it. Four mana eight eight. <laughs> eight there he is. Clay Clay Champion. X and four. Uh it's a two-two. Clay Champion is the battlefield with three one-one counters on it for each green green set to cast it. And when Clay Champion has the battlefield, choose the two target creatures you control. For each white white spent to cast it, Clay Champion to put a one-one counter on each of them. Yeah, this card is definitely just like think about how much mana you can sink into it. Uh, what's the least I can cast this for? Ah, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that. Yep, I hear you. Um, I've got a thought in there because this is similar. This other one is Simeon Simulacrum. How is this card an ape? I don't know. It's it's definitely a robot with scissor hands. It's definitely it's definitely King Kong scissor hands. You know, yeah, something like that. Yeah, if yeah. I if I had to name this movie, just look looking at it, uh, it's three colorless. It's a two one. It's uh, enters the battlefield, put two plus one plus one counters on target creature you control. So you don't get to divide them is the only thing. That's why this isn't like a strictly about a rich car or anything, given that it's not legendary, but it unearths for four. So I think that there's some pretty sick uh, artifact counters decks rolling around here. Yeah. And you also have the uncommon that like when uh, an artifact enters, you get, you put a woman counter on a thing. That's yeah. definitely mm-hmm. another card. Uh, all right. Last couple of cards here. Blade Whip Transmorgrant. Uh, two mana for a 3-1 creature can't block. Uh, for four black-black, return Blade Whip Transmogrant from the graveyard of the battlefield with a 1-1 counter on it. This ability costs four less to activate and if the opponent controls four or more non-basic lands. This card's hilarious. Does, <laughs> does this just replace Scrap Heap? Probably. It's a 4-2. Yeah. Um, I like this card. This card's great. I kind of want like a... I mentioned it recently in a Patreon mailbag question that I wanted like a, a good payoff to playing like an aggressive uh, artifact deck. And mm-hmm. I like cards like this. And I like cards like Phyrexian Flesh Gorger. I just like, don't like Karn. Yeah. Does anyone like Karn? No. I Maybe like, so I play Mono Green and I'm just like, ah, I hate Karn. Like every time I shuffle up and play Karn, I'm just like, I play Mono Green. I'm just like, man, Karn, they just need to ban Karn. All right. Let's wrap this baby up. All right. We got a couple, last couple cards here. This is kind of like, I called it the cycle, but a couple of these are, are rares and not mythics. So we got the prototype cards, uh, Arcane Proxy, Skitterbeam Battalion, Frexian Flesh Gorger, and then uh, what's the white Steel one Seraph. called? Steel Seraph. Um, Skitterbeam Battalion is going to be really funny in... Um, uh, commander? Not Commander, in... Um, Popper. <laughs> uh, possibility Storm. Ah, Possibility Storm. See, it's cast? Yeah. 
Okay, it still only puts 12 damage on the board. Parhelion puts 13. Yeah, okay. Well, hey, you know what? Um, here. Arcane Proxy will see play in Modern. Because it can mm-hmm. cast cards that aren't meant to be cast. Hooray. We still haven't figured that out. Yeah, true. Uh, Frexian Flesh Gorger... Is the best um, one. It's going to be a 3-3 lot of the time. Uh, so I was really scared when this card got spoiled. Because... Uh, it's the first prototype card we saw, right? Yeah. And I thought there was going to be this absolute annoying Yorian deck that just tried to play the prototypes and then blink them into the giant forms, right? Uh-huh. Uh, that works on this one. The rest of them it does not really do anything for. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so that's good. Uh, that's that's thinking, you know? Yeah, they did it. They figured it out. I still think Flesh Gorger is good, though. I don't know where it goes. I, I like Flesh Gorger a lot. Skinner Beam Battalion is kind of funny. Um, Steel Seraph is just like what? It gives a thing. It gives creature or a creature flying vigilance or lifelink for the combat. Right. Cool. Uh, right. And it doesn't have those abilities itself. No, it just has flying. Does it have? Oh, it does have flying. Okay. This yeah. templating is weird. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um. But do note that with Prototype, um, and, like, for Fatal Push reasons, Flesh Gorger is a 3-3 three, three if they Prototype. Is a 3 cost. 3, three cost, yeah. It yeah. also means you can't Neoform it, which is also something I was afraid of. Mm-hmm. So. What do you think of the set? This set, we're, what, like, two-thirds done of just about? Oh, there's one card that I, that we have to we have to mention real quick. Is it Urza's face on a boat? No, it's Third Path Iconoclast. Oh, is it the? It's the new Pyro. It's just Young Pyro. It's Young Pyromancer, but but it makes artifact tokens. Yeah, it makes it, it makes, makes soldier it artifact makes soldier tokens. artifact tokens, and it's got some pretty pretty messed up flavor text that sounds really cool until you think about it. Uh, it says when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, like I'm not sure that you just need to walk around hammering things. You know what I'm saying? But it then says. I merely propose expanding our toolbox, which then throws the entire analogy out the window. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I, I was also reading this flavor text, and I was just like, I really, if we just stopped it when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail, I really liked that. And then uh, then it was like, I merely propose expanding our toolbox. And I'm like, huh. Well, now, now that we have a sickle, everything looks like wheat. You know what I'm saying? I think, that, right. I think that's the right. next level. Lo- next what, what they're saying thing. is... I don't know what to do with all these hammers I have. Right. <laughs> she was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her finger thumb. Finger and her right, thumb. Right. Yeah. The, the perennial answer the to the question, is it hammer time? You know? Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. This set, like, there's definitely a lot of standouts. I think this set definitely will shake things up. And by shake things up, I mean I hopefully it gets Karn banned. Yep. Hey, Karn ban party. Karn ban party. Let's do it. Um, I, um, I also just enjoy Draconic Destiny. Um, because it makes more sense as a red card than it did as a white card. Oh, uh, the angelic whatever. It's a retread of angelic destiny, which is a card that uh, I used to make fun of a lot with my friends. Yeah, because it was just sort of like because you don't get the creature back, right? It's angelic mm-hmm. destiny gave something plus four plus four flying, and it was an angel, right? Yeah. And then when it dies, you get angelic destiny back. So it was always like you were destined for greatness, and then you die, and it's like, I mean, this guy was destined for greatness, right? So, yeah. uh, Also, please note that Argoth is not legendary. It is not. 
So this is Argoth, the Sanctum of Nature. Oh my gosh. Don't listen to the other guy. But it's way better as a red card where it's like, hey kid, you want to be a dragon? A dragon. I promise nothing bad happened to the last guy. Yeah. Now, this set looks sweet. I I am definitely looking forward to this a lot more than I was DMU. Man, I look forward to DMU a lot. But that's just because I was desperate for a good limited format. Yeah. But I think it's pretty sweet. All right. Let's wrap things up here. Uh, oh, we still have Patreon Mailbag. Patreon Mailbag. Patreon Mailbag. If you want to support Patreon, patreon.com slash crew3mtg. We got a couple tiers available. And, of course... Uh, every tier gets to put a question in the Patreon mailbag. And if you do, your question can sound to something just like this. Pioneer and Popper, which is the most powerful format from Minjisku? Um, I think Treasure Cruise is banned in Popper. Yeah, I'm going to say so Pioneer. Pioneer because they actually banned the broken cards in Popper. Uh, that being said, you can cast stickers and open attractions in Popper. I think you have to open the common attractions, though. Just kind yeah. of very funny. <laughs> um, so, that's kind of powerful, but in a in a destroying the sanctity of our game kind of way. Uh, Is Ponder banned? Ponder's probably banned. Uh, you can play Fire Blast and Lightning Bolt, though, and Monastery Swift Spear, and uh, Chain Lightning. So... The Goblin deck's better. I'd have to go with uh, ever so slightly Popper, but that's because it gets Horizons cards. True, true, true. All right, where can... As also, a reminder for a quick plug the socials. Reminder that next weekend on Saturday the 12th, we'll be doing our Extra Life stream. We're going to finalize that schedule on next week's podcast, so tune in. We'll probably start around like 10 o'clock-ish Central Time, uh, maybe a little earlier, and we'll go for as long as we can go uh, to the break of holding... Uh, and again, if you have ideas and things we want it, you want us to do, I think we'll do like a live flavor text quiz. We're going to debut the next episode of Prague series on it. Uh, we've got wrestling. We've got maybe some like Pokemon Infinite Fusion action going on. We'll play some magic. We've got a lot of stuff going on. So if you think of us stuff you want us to maybe do, let us know. We'll try to get it done. Uh, but anyway, gentlemen, where can they find you on the socials? Hey, you can find me on the tweeters at it's underscore Christmas. Christmas has no tea? Christmas has no tea. All right, Ricky, what about you? You can find me on Twitter, at also Steve. Uh, please follow me. I now just uh, need to always be ahead of some other person that will not be named. Uh, um, and uh, so help me out there. And uh, I'm also streaming on Twitch at Crew3MTG, Twitch TV, but in the reverse order. Okay, thank you. Uh, and of course, you can find me at Crew3Podcast on Twitter and helping run things over at playingpioneer.com, which Ricky also contributes to pretty regularly. So yeah, be on the lookout for more Pioneer content over there. And of course, uh, I keep saying this, maybe maybe one day it will actually happen. I might be back on our Twitch channel. And of course, you could find Ricky bullying me in the progression series on our YouTube channel. But the era of Ruckman will soon <laughs> be restarting. Don't you worry about it. The undisputed era of Ruckman will overthrow the Lin dynasty. My M15 box was hot. You don't even know. You don't even know what's coming your way. You unfortunately know. I do know. On accident. Because you sent me a screenshot of your deck. (laughs) 
anyway, we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.